This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Best Friends Back All Right, the show where two high school best friends try the best friend thing again. I'm Stevie Wynn Levine. And I'm Nagin Homoyfad. And today we are counting down the top 10 defining 2022 moments for ourselves personally. We each brought a list. And it, if you're an Ear Biscuits fan, um, this might sound familiar to you because every year Rhett and Link end Ear Biscuits by exchanging their top 10 moments of the year. I can't recall if they're all uh, positive, but we decided hmm. to to go with more of a defining um arc so yeah so, some of mine are 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 not as positive but worth noting uh <laughs> you know are you nervous about sharing some of the less positive ones well it's interesting as i went through this exercise which i have been doing personally ever since retin links started i just haven't been sharing them uh with the world <laughs> but i realized that a lot of these moments I've shared with you on Best Friends Back All Right. So, uh, you know. I felt the same thing. Yeah, yeah. What a nice, that's such a nice feeling, I think, to be like, oh, I have explored this defining moment with somebody. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, you know, for me, it's a reflection of having enjoyed that moment and recognized the significance in the moment and not just been like, oh, yeah, that nice thing happened. That and you realize the things that are, you know, too boring to talk about on a podcast. And I'm not (laughs) saying that I didn't include some of those in this list. So I'm interested to see how how our lists um, compare. It's it's hard actually putting like a number next to something. So I think that there's a little bit of ambiguity there right off the bat. Oh, 100%. I was not ranking because then we get into the territory of like, might I offend somebody? Yeah. (laughs) Never want to offend anyone. Never. No. This is not something that I um, do regularly. Oh, no. You don't sit down and rank the top 10 moments of your year? (laughs) No. Zach and I have done something where we've like talked about it, but never... I don't know. I just don't remember doing something like this. And the the big takeaway for me was that I felt like there were so many wonderful things that happened. And it was nice to experience that now when I feel like in December, a few things have happened where I've been a little bit down. Mm. I've had ups and downs and I'm like, oh, it's been such a great year. It's been like, a long I, ass year, dude. But it's, it's been like, such a long ass year. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot I can be like really happy about and that that is motivating. Yeah, I think me. it's a good I would encourage everyone to to do this exercise because I have been doing it for the past, you know, a handful of years and I do find it to be helpful to look back and um yeah, appreciate the things yeah. that you should appreciate. Um and I I wish I was a a diary uh <clears throat> um I thought you were going to say a diarrhea. I said that. I said I wish I was a diarrhea, but I meant a journaler. (laughs) And I'm not. And so, like, this is, like, a nice form of, you know, going back. The pause after I said I wish I was a diarrhea was really heard from both you and Logan. It was. But, you know, I see your coffee, your coffee little canister right there. So that's why that's on my mind. Well, truthfully, I do wish I was a diarrhea. It's been a slow day this morning. 
I yeah, I got to say. Um so I'm really trying my best. Um how was your weekend? Oh, the weekend was pretty fun. It was my niece's uh birthday. The twins their birthday was held uh this year in true unicorn theme. Ooh. They turned 5. Okay. That is the unicorn birthday. Holy moly, the the hold, the stranglehold unicorns have on the 5-year-old demographic is shocking. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's amazing how many decorations come in unicorn pattern. (laughs) It's amazing how many gifts can be bought. The gifts that these girls got, it was, I mean, just because it's a unicorn party doesn't mean all the gifts need to be unicorn themed. Mm, That's what I'd like to say. They got a unicorn terrarium. I don't even know what that means. A terrarium is like I know a what a terrarium is. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't think that was that obvious. Logan, do you know what it is? No. Your face does not look very exactly. <laughs> it's like imagine a snow globe without the water, but in like it's it's a little glass. It's enclosure what you put like reptiles and rocks in and tr- mm. little plants and exactly you can put animals. It's very popular in San Francisco to have like succulent terrariums. But how do you put a unicorn in in a terrarium? You have like a little unicorn doll oh. that you put inside of it. And it comes like in a kit situation? It's a kit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was just it was that's where it went too far for me, but otherwise it was amazing. You're not sending out the thank you notes, are you? Because I don't think it's going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just suggest some some wording to my sister, and for and for next year we would love just the terrarium, <laughs> the unicorn. Please keep that for your own child. No, people were very generous though, and kids were going crazy. Just ugh. they liked the unicorn gifts though. I'm guessing they oh, yeah, they, they weren't as them. judgmental they, as you. Okay. These girls are thinking short term. They're not thinking about whether or not in three months' time they're still going to be into it. (laughs) So do they have – they don't have differing tastes from each other? They're they're kind of on the same page? A little bit, but with with like – they have themes that they share, and Unicorn and Pink is one of them, or two of them, excuse me. Yeah. All right. So oh, we're leaning. So basic, we're leaning towards. They? Yeah. We're leaning towards no lesbian in the mu- in the bunch. Um, <laughs> is what I'm I hearing. I don't think so. But you don't know. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't know. Well, let us know when one's in the running. You know, when you yeah. start to question. You know, I'll bring her on the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do this weekend? Uh, I mean, the the biggest thing. Uh, Recently has been the Streamy Awards. Oh for us. my god! Yeah. Which you looked amazing at, by the way. Thank you very much. I love that. Did you style that yourself? I yeah. I went with like a seventies uh, situation. Amazing. Yeah. I um. I'm always conscious of you know the guys have an awesome stylist and they um. I I'm always like I don't want to clash with what they're wearing. Yeah. But as we've, you know, moved through the years, they mm-hmm. have kind of – it used to be very matchy. Like everything they wore together was super matchy and that's what we were looking for. And now they've kind of gone their separate ways in, in styling. Mm-hmm. And so anytime I can like hit in between them nicely and still be yeah. me, I've considered a win. So I, I – Totally. I liked all those comments. Um, and I wanted to do something weird. I always wear 
this is getting too detailed. I always wear like blacks and I wanted to go into like the brown tan category. Yes. So um Yes. Well that's very seventies too. So yeah. Right. Yeah. And you guys won. We won show you of the won. year. It was our second time winning show of the year. Our last okay. time was in twenty nineteen, which was actually the last time that the award show was in person. Yeah. Online awards don't count anyway. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've been nominated for show of the year for eight consecutive years. And uh, this is our wow. second win. And I honestly was shocked. I did not think we were going to win. I was talking about Oh, they like, don't give you any hints. Oh, no, no, no. And I was talking about, you know, I mean, eight years of being nominated, you kind of get used mm. to not winning even with yeah. the one win. And so sure. I was like, well, these shows would be a lot sexier to win. Um, and so when they announced us, we were we were like, what? Oh my um, and the only prep that we had done um, was, you know, making sure the list of GMM specific crew was put together for Rhett to reference on stage. But like, that's amazing. It was yeah. a huge surprise. And it was it felt so good after such a long year um, yeah. for us. And uh, we're still here. Y'all still got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have, I was going to save this awkward moment for, for the end, but I will tease that I have an answer to the long-awaited mystery of the bags on the neighbor's car that I want oh, to hold until the end. Yes. It's good. Um, so bringing my awkward moment up to this portion, there was who I believe to be, and I have not gone back to do the research here, but who I believed, and Rhett and Link and Jesse and Christy believed to be a Taylor Swift impersonator at the Streamies. <laughs> and because Taylor Swift would definitely not be at the Streamies. Oh, no, yes. It certainly wasn't <laughs> Taylor Swift, but it was what who we thought was a Taylor Swift impersonator. And I, you know, at the after party, I had a few drinks and, yeah. um, Right before we left, I was like, do you mind if I, 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 hey, my name's Stevie, do you mind if I take a photo with you? And she was like, sure. But she wasn't like, sure, I know you're taking a photo with me because I look like Taylor Swift. There was some ambiguity there. Did you ask for her name? Well, I said, hi, I'm Stevie, and shook her hand. She, you know, she didn't say anything. Her name was not Taylor. She was not Taylor Swift. I know, but... That's such an interesting thing that she didn't even say who she was. Well, so I took this photo. Well, I didn't take the photo. I was in the photo. Rhett was taking the photo. It's a yeah. very bad photo. We couldn't figure out how to turn the flash on because um, <laughs> that's just uh, how we are. Uh, and then when Rhett was taking the photo and we took a couple, she was like, I'm such a huge fan of yours and started like, you know, gushing to him. And afterwards we were like, I don't know if she was a Taylor Swift impersonator. <laughs> I think I just asked some random girl to take a photo with me, and she might have been very confused as to why Are I you was sure? asking. <laughs> I'm not sure. Are you sure that I don't she wasn't know. a Stevie impersonator? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, she was wearing a dress, so she was doing a fucking terrible job. Wow. 
You that have was to my find awkward moment. This... I need to do yeah. some 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 research. What she was saying to Rhett led me to believe that she at no point in time did Taylor Swift come up in come the up, conversation. Right. So that's right. why afterwards we were like, oh well, maybe that wasn't a Taylor Swift impersonator. So this girl just thinks that I just wanted to take a photo with her, <laughs> which I guess is not like the end of the world, but it's weird. It's she, weird. I, yeah, so she's funny. on her on her podcast right now. She was like, yeah! some bitch came up to me and wanted a photo. Oh, God. People just yeah. can't give you privacy these days. Yeah. So um, I felt wow. like after such a big win, I, it's, it yeah. was best for me to go out on a loss. <laughs> All right. That's so great. Should we should we get into it? Should we get into our 10? Yeah. You you start us off. Okay. So so we're going to go back and forth um okay. with each of our rankings. I wanted to start us off on a really light note. Okay. And that and remember, defining moments. My number 10 is I got bangs. <laughs> and I put yeah. it on the oh list because it's a def- you know, I never yeah change my hair. My hair is always like pretty much the same except for the years that I decide to get bangs. And you can chart those years uh, via my Instagram. But uh, it's been a long ass time since I got bangs. And to me, that represents um, that I need to like really change things up more often. And so uh, got bangs. That's my number 10. Just leaving it, leaving it at that. Very nice. And you know what? Bangs also like. Are do you feel a little bit different? You look different, but do you feel it? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think I feel different. Uh, well, you know mm-hmm. what? She really thinned out my hair, so it's uh really. <laughs> I have a lighter head. Um, <laughs> There's which, one pound, you know, scale. <laughs> there you go. No, but like it is nice to. Um, like I said, it's just nice to switch things up. I've gotten some really yeah. nice compliments, and um, and that feels good for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, everything doesn't have to be exactly the same all the time. I'm kind of yeah. adverse to change, um, you know, when it, when you get down to it. So a, yeah. a little change like that is actually a pretty big change. Very nice. So my uh, approach to sharing these <laughs> You're like, my 10 is not that I got bangs. It's something like <laughs> substantial. And that's okay. That's that's good. I mean, I should have known given every other every other time we talk about yeah. like top 10s, you're like, and then can we talk about how where people say there instead of there? I fucking do that. And it makes me want to kill them. And I'm like, yeah, so my fear is drowning. <laughs> hey. That's what makes us us. I knew your 10 wasn't going to be about bangs. It's actually perfect. Yeah. My, it's perfect because, well, in general, with the moments that I'm going to share, they're not in any order. And I'm going to kind of just pick something randomly. Um, and I have more than 10 things listed. So I'm not going to talk about all of them. Okay. But I'm going to be inspired what you, by you. Sh- by what you share. Oh God. Okay. But the the big one, uh, the first one, excuse me, that I want to share is a big change like bangs <laughs> was moving moving back to DC. Yeah. That was yeah. such a defining moment for Zach and I because it's where we had made a home, but we moved to Atlanta for a year and a half. And then when we got back to DC, it was just like the beginning, the rebirth of our social lives. Mm-hmm. It was back to like creating our home together, which 
meant that we had neighbors that we were interacting with every day. It meant that we were out in the community. And I don't know, that has changed a lot for us in our relationship Mm -hmm. too. Like we feel more connected because I think we're no longer almost like solely relying on each other for social interactions. Because in Atlanta, it was a little bit lonely. Yes, we had friends, but like the day-to-day was just us. And did it feel like kind of transitional or temporary at the time? It did. Yeah, it really did. It made it hard to... to to commit to things. And I think it made it hard for for people to commit to us as well because they're like, well, these people are leaving at some point, um, which I totally understand. But it's been amazing. Like our closest friends are here. Um, Our family is close by. And that has been so nice. Yeah, I I would assume that feeling of like home, like confirmation for yourself yeah. that like this is where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's not like bangs at all. You really kicked it off with the feeling of home. <laughs> the feeling of home. And you know, the the simplest, what felt like the simplest things like um, making an appointment, honestly, like with a hairdresser or with a doctor, doing that in Atlanta sucked because it was like, I'm going to find this person and go to them once, mm-hmm. maybe twice. Like, it's hard to know when I'm going to see my doctor next because I don't know if I'm going to be in Atlanta or if I'm going to be in D.C. And so just that rhythm of life was a little bit interrupted. I totally get that. So I'm that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay, listen, here's the thing. Like, it's gonna, it, mine will get a little bit deeper. Okay. I, I promise, but we're only Dude. at number nine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I wanted to use number nine as a time to talk about like all the media that I consumed this year, like mm. what, what the defining media was. So, um, books, you know, I'm a big, mm. uh, weekend book reader, yeah. specifically in that lesbian fiction, yeah. uh, vertical. And so my favorite book that I read this year is called One Last Stop by Casey McQuinston. And I think that they're actually turning it into a movie, a series, mm. but I highly recommend it. I, one Last Stop. One okay. Last Stop. I usually, like, listen, I love an easy, trashy read. This is not a trashy read by any means. Like, it's a, actually, like, a great story. But it's an easy read? Yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. certainly an easy read. It just, like, really, it's one of those books that, like, puts you right inside of the story mm. and you don't want to oh, put it down. I love that. Yeah. Um. So that was my favorite book this year. Again, things that we've talked about on the show, favorite TV show this year was A League of Their Own. <laughs> yes. And this list is real gay. Like, no surprise there. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, like, you know, as I'm looking, and I'm not saying, like, hey, A League of Their Own was the the best TV show of the year, but mm. I think it was, like, a defining TV show yeah. for me. Yeah. And then on the music front... I I looked at my like Spotify wrapped, you know, top yeah, top most yeah. played just to just to confirm. One uh-huh. Haim, of course. I saw them this year at the Hollywood Bowl. They're amazing. Muna, it's just it's the gayest list. Muna, <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers, Sky Ferreira, um, Lowell, the Aces, Fletcher. And Caroline, what is it? Caroline Polachek? I don't know her. She that was a big TikTok song of the year i'm so jealous that you have a uh, spotify wrapped what do you mean that's like reflective of your taste my mom 
shares my Spotify account. So my wrapped was Gugush, a uh, my top artist of the year was a 70-some-year-old Iranian woman. And so for Christmas this year, I'm going to get my mom her own damn account. <laughs> well, I do share my account with Cassie, but I could very easily pick out the ones that were her because <laughs> it was like the top 10 songs were like those artists and then like Kendrick yeah. Lamar, Kendrick yes. Lamar, Kendrick yeah. Lamar. And so I was like, all right, well, you know, it's easy to to yeah, sort yeah, yeah. those things. And also Cassie tends to not be like a um, repeat listener of things. Like the oh. only thing she listens to Frank Ocean, I think more than anybody on repeat. Yeah. But other than that, she's not a big repeater. I love pop music and I just love listening to the same songs over and over oh, again. For, okay. So yeah. I'm just, I'm going to dominate that. You're like a learn the lyric person. I guess I don't know what that means. What do you mean? Like you want to be able to sing along. So oh, I, I love like you singing You have to along. repeat the song to do that. I'm bad at singing along, but I love singing along. You know what's odd that I'm just now realizing is Taylor Swift wasn't in my top 10 I was wondering things. that, yeah. But maybe it's because like that was just so just recent. Just came out recently, yeah. yeah. Or maybe it's because I'm like so interesting that, um, that she doesn't <laughs> need to be in there. You know, the other thing I thought was odd was like, I was like, dude, I have a favorite movie this year. And I realized, no, I couldn't even huh. name one single movie that came out this year on streaming or anything that I was yeah. like, this is this is my favorite. I don't know what came out this year. One came out two years ago. That's yeah. hard to pull. Hard to pull off. Yeah, it's a hard, hard Google, Google search to do. <laughs> All right. What's your number nine? Okay. I'm going to take it all the way back to the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. I'm going to take it back to earlier this year. Okay. And it's going to be... It's going to be us starting this podcast. Oh, it's coming yeah. in at number nine? <laughs> well, this is not in any order. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, mine, are, mine aren't listed yeah, in yeah, order yeah. of significance. All right. Yeah. It was significant for so many reasons. I think one was just like the possibility of it all. It was completely new. What it could become was completely abstract to me. The just... The idea of doing something with an old friend was so it came at just a perfect time. Who who's still young though? The the Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like unbelievably young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she didn't have bangs at that point. It's, so she was oh. looked even younger. Yeah. Just kidding. You look you look great now. No, no. I, I like that you've decided that now is when you go third person and you don't talk to me directly. <laughs> I think that's best. I'm looking at Logan right now as I say this. <laughs> Yeah, so BFBA, that was just such a f interesting thing because it was so fun to start, but it was also incredibly scary for me. Mm -hmm. I was so anxious about doing something uh, for the first time, kind of like stating my thoughts and my opinions publicly yeah. to a group of strangers yeah like i don't the idea of being like on the school newspaper freaked me out so i never did it because i was like oh my god people are gonna like put their name on their opinion and then print it out for the world to see without any ability to like <laughs> to take it back themselves. <laughs> yeah delete, <laughs> delete it delete <laughs> <laughs> so that was really scary for me. And I think that that fear 
or the anxiety of it like stayed with me a little bit as I just became more comfortable yeah, going through the process and just like realizing that I'm talking with my friend and not a random person that doesn't know me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's an interesting I think it's an interesting medium in general, but then the conceit of this show being that you and I hadn't really connected in that period of time added a layer yeah. on top of that. And then yeah, it's a, it's a first for both of us in in a lot mm-hmm. of ways because the way that I put myself out there in the past decade online is not in this like long form chat like you said mm. like this is about us it's not about anything else so you know it's weird because uh bfba was uh further up my list so we can revisit um it a little bit later in the show but i think that what stands out to me is like when we first started talking about um about doing the show your fear was that you didn't want anyone to be offended by yes. anything that you yes. said. I didn't want to hurt people's feelings. Yeah. I was really nervous about like our high, old high school buddies. Yeah. Like, what? And, <laughs> and look at all of them that reached out now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that, uh, you know, there's a level of just transparency and honesty and authenticity that comes across in a podcast like this that you I think there's a lot of forgiveness in. And so, like, mm. I think that I didn't That's have a good point. Yeah, I didn't have those words when you you kind of brought that fear to me. I was kind of like, well, fuck them, you know? Um, yeah. And that's, can I tell you, Stevie, that scared me. That I didn't care? <laughs> Your response, it really frightened me because I was like, well, this, she doesn't care as much or she's just like, she's handled, she's dealt I've with been, stuff I've like been this there. before. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this isn't a concern for her. So I am going to shoulder this concern myself. Mm. And then there was a moment mid se- mid first season when you had said something after we've recorded, you're like, I really want to make sure we like edit out that person's name or we don't say that thing because I'm not trying to be mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to. And I was like, oh, yes, TV has a heart, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it just took it took like six episodes before you realized that one. No, no. But it was a moment where like it was I I, it it reminded me that, of course, you also care. Of course. About not hurting somebody's feelings. But it just you know, it's all abstract and fear is so much greater in the abstract until it happens. And you're like, oh, yeah, OK, we can deal with this. And I also think regardless of what it is, the, the number of things I think it was just that, like, because I've been on the Internet for so long and had the opportunity to, to you know, speak freely as freely as mm-hmm. I, you know, as I can Choose. bring myself to to do. I yeah, I had that gauge. But certainly like everyone when they're falling asleep at night analyzes what <laughs> yes. went wrong that day and like who could have taken something the wrong way and um yeah, and that yeah. feeling that like oh shit I, I i think i may have fucked up like gets to gets to anyone but i think that like i said knowing that the honesty and transparency is there's so much nuance and complexity in that i think mm-hmm. that there's again i think that there's forgiveness in Obviously, our intention is not to be hurting anyone. Yeah, um, as we're yeah. as we're talking through things. Totally, but. I think something that that helped me feel more confident about what I shared was hearing from the people that listened mm. and hearing what spoke to them, what they found not only entertaining or funny, but what 
helped them connect to what we were saying. And for me, that was kind of some of the momentum or the motivation that I needed to be like, yeah, it does actually help to share. Yeah. Like get into the details and the nitty gritty of like the awkward stuff because somebody else felt it. Yeah, absolutely. And they're feeling seen for it. Yeah. Well, Nagin, we're going to bring it back to my number eight. Yeah. Tell me, what was the best manicure you got this year? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's close. It's TikTok coming in at number eight for me. Yeah. What is it? Uh, Just in general, like I think this was the year where the, the app really exploded, but like my use of it, it took... Mm. That's maybe why I don't have a favorite movie this year because my time was spent watching <laughs> videos on TikTok. But I think that there's like a healthy balance there. So a lot of people who are like, I deleted it from my phone. Totally respect that. Yeah. But I think that entertainment is obviously shifting constantly. And there's some really fucking talented people on TikTok mm-hmm. And a scary ass algorithm that gives you exactly what you want to see. So I spent way too much time there. Um, special shout out to the lesbian TikTok drama of 2022. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that with me too. Wow, it. I, um, it. I mean, there were various different lines um, in the TikTok drama universe, but it is yeah. just like watching a like real life narrative, like a like a story arc that you would see on TV just yes. play out in real time, and it is so entertaining. <laughs> um, and so. I got I had to I had to give TikTok its own um yeah. separate line aside from the rest of the the media list. And yes, it's gay. Yes, it's gay again. Um but I think I think I'm okay with that. Do you have you ever met any of your TikTok, you know, any of the people on TikTok that you follow in real life? It's interesting cuz at the streamies I was I was trying to see if I if if I recognized people yeah. other than not Taylor Swift, <laughs> one person that I'm a, a fan of but doesn't like fall into that particular category mm. is um, a creator called Chris Collins. Um, Call me Chris. It's extremely talented, um, like comedic sketches, and she also has mm. another um, page where she just does kind of whatever she wants and she is I've met her a few times she's coming to the studio to collaborate with us um we spoke at the streamies I'm uh regularly DMing her to tell her how much of a fan I am because I think she's supremely talented but beyond that she's like the most humble real life Mm. person and um, she had a bit at the streamies that uh, I thought that she absolutely nailed. I think that's one thing if you watch the streamies is that like everything's well produced. The packages are well done. But sometimes mm-hmm. you put a piece of talent on stage that, um, you know, is used to shooting videos in their bedroom. Yeah, and you, right. you can tell. Um, but Chris was like so, so great on stage. And so, um, yeah, maybe I'll. I'll, I can publish a little list of um, of uh, people that I – creators that I follow yeah. on TikTok. Again, I don't follow any of the lesbian drama TikTokers. It just happens to pop up mm-hmm. into my feed. So if I publish a list <laughs> of creators that I like, like Chris, they have nothing to do with the lesbian drama. Aforementioned lesbian yeah, to drama. Be clear, to be clear, I don't want anything okay. to do with that, personally. I would like to watch it, but I don't want to be in it. Please.
Man, I really feel like I took a bit of a, (laughs) I feel a little self-conscious of my top 10 list because I feel like it was all, it feels like all about me. That's the point. I know, but like, (laughs) just like as we're going through, I'm like, wow, could have been a different angle that I took on this. But okay, guys. Yeah. No, these are your these are your defining moments of yeah. the year. When you look back at the year, these are the okay. things that stand out to you. That's the whole point. That's totally fine. Okay. So who cares about world peace then? All right. World peace was not achieved in 2022. <laughs> yeah. No. So the next one is something that I haven't shared with you or Logan yet, but um, a defining moment is my impending foray into theater. So oh. as you know, acting is relatively new to me. It wasn't something I grew up doing. And we talked about your experience in theater and your love of Annie and all of that. Hey, hey, and- I'm going to see Annie tonight. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't add it to my top 10 list because it hasn't happened yet. Because it hasn't but just, happened But yet. just FYI. Sorry, continue. I'm very excited so, for you. I'll let you, know, I'll let you know how it is, but it's going to be great. Okay. It's going to be Fantastic. great. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so a friend um, in D.C., put me on to this play that I read. And it was the first time I had read a play, um, it's called English, where I felt like, oh my God, I could do this. Hmm. Meaning like the story was something that I felt very connected to. It wasn't Shakespeare. It wasn't like, it was of this age. It was, it was just, it, it was amazing. And it had me go down this rabbit hole of figuring out whether or not theater was something I could do because I've never done it before. And all I've ever read of like some of the great actors is that a lot of their training came from theater. Mm. And I was like, gosh, could I ever do that? Like how how could I do that? I wanna, I wanna get that, but it's not something I'm 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 even I know anything about. And so I ended up trying out for auditioning for a play that's coming uh, to to DC in the next couple of months. And I auditioned for a part and I got it. Yeah. And it means that Congrats. next year, thank you. Next year, I'm going to be doing my very first play. That's awesome. Oh and I got the schedule. It is kind of, this is apparently normal for theater but seems wild to me. It's four weeks, six days a week of rehearsal Mm. from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then it's six weeks of performances, eight times a week. Damn. I'm like, damn, is that what people, and I showed it to a friend who does theater. She was like, yep, that sounds pretty normal. (laughs) Like, that is crazy. I mean, uh, yeah, for professional theater, I would think that that would be, it's a, yeah, it's a full-time job. It's a full-time job. I just did, I have, again, it's all new. That's going to be so fun. Oh my God. You're going (sighs) to have so much fun. Like the, the, it's so different than, than TV or film. And it's like so I feel like you're going to like the bond that you're going to create with everyone is so awesome. But then it's also like freeing to like not have to to play in such a small space and Mm. like to get to like be Mm -hmm. bigger naturally. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm so excited for all like literally every aspect of it for the intensity of the schedule for like, like you said, just being with people. Yeah. A lot of my list has to do with like when I've come together with people. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm an extrovert. Well, you said you miss you miss that. You miss having a team. And this is like, yes. this is like the best so team. I'm so pumped. That's so cool. And also, you know, I feel like it's going to be like an acting bo- boot camp. You know what I mean? Like, it will be so many hours of acting. Yeah. Or of thinking about this material in a way that just really doesn't happen as in TV or film. It's like, you go. You do it and you go. There's not a lot of time for rehearsal. And this one's like, damn, four weeks. Yeah. We're going to perfect this thing yeah. before we do it. So I'm nervous but so excited because I feel like that's going to be something that will open my eyes oh, to. Oh, man, that's so know, awesome. Another way of existing. That's going to be so fun. Congratulations, <sighs> dude. That's Thank awesome. You. Thank you. Um, that was a really good one. I'm not, I'm not saying your other ones weren't really good. <laughs> but that was a really good one. Thank you. Maybe I'll say it again. For yeah. My next <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, okay, coming in at number seven for me, I kind of grouped together all my trips, my traveling. Okay. That's an interesting part of doing this exercise is that you kind of, at this point in the year, I look back at the year and go, uh, I didn't really go do anything. And then I list yeah. everything that I did and I'm like, oh, holy shit. Right. I went to New York, Austin, Virginia, Vegas, Joshua Tree, but- the specific trip that was my favorite trip of the year was in May um, when Cassie mm-hmm. and I went up to Portland and uh, Washington in the camper van and like oh, yeah. went to the rainforest and went around the coast to um, Hama Hama Oyster and ate oysters on the on the shore. Oysters on the shore. Um, <laughs> that was just such an awesome uh, experience. And even, you know, I think especially uh, hiking through the rainforest by ourselves in the rain mm. with our rain pants and our rain gear on to get to this amazing waterfall and and back it was um it was really nice yeah you bought special clothes for that trip yeah i did I feel like that makes it defining yeah. too it's like this is not my regular Listen, umbros i have rain pants now i'm never gonna forget yeah. that you know <laughs> or i probably will forget that i have rain pants and the next time i need till the rain next pants. time you buy them yeah, yeah exactly um but yeah i thought that was such a a special trip and then also just in portland you know like like i had talked about on the show like meeting all those mythical beasts um, oh my gosh that was such a sweet yeah. Such a sweet memory. Yeah. Was that trip insignificant in terms of kind of, I don't know, after you, you've you been with somebody for a really long time, it's like you've kind of feel like you've maybe experienced it all. But then I feel like there's some trips that make you, I don't know, unlock something a little bit different in a relationship. You know what? Cassie really keeps me on my toes. <laughs> Does she? <laughs> I don't feel like we've experienced it all uh, together. But yeah, there was like there was obviously new aspects of that trip. Like we, I had never been in a um, in a like camper van like that before, um, and mm-hmm. certainly had never hiked in a rainforest in the rain. And so, yeah, I think little things like that are um, definitely stand out. Versus like, I love Virginia. I love going there. It's beautiful. But like, yeah. you know, I go there annually. New York City. Mm-hmm. I love visiting New York City. If I have a year where I don't go to New York City, I'm I'm really sad. But like, yeah. you know, I've been. I think it was like the eighth time the guys had been on Fallon, something like that. So like, I'm not taking any of that for granted. Absolutely love to go do it. But um, yeah, I I, I hadn't been up uh that way doing those things. So I, yeah, I think it's it stands out to me. Okay, so you're inspiring me with the trips, and 
I like this. I like this. I'm going to group some shit, too. I'm going to group yeah. some of these trips. Group all those yeah. weddings together, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, we had some great weddings this year. We had some really <laughs> how many? Fantastic. Do you know how many weddings you went to? In general or just this year? Just this year. By the end of this year, it will have been at, mm, at least five. Oh, okay. Which doesn't sound like that much. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. It's a commitment every time. They were all in wild. Oh, yeah. One of them. No, it was maybe six because one of the weeks it was two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the weddings were in very different places. We had Aspen. We had Adirondacks. There was one in Italy. Man, not to be rude or anything, but there were a couple of weddings that really stood out to me. <laughs> More than others, and it had there you to go do offending people. Ah, oh, guys, the ones that really stood out to me was the one where, like, the largest concentration of my college friends hmm. were together. One of them in particular, they they planned it so beautifully where they had um, this is the one in the Adirondacks where all of us were staying in the same place, so mm-hmm. they had grouped people in cabins. And so it felt like we were back in college in a way, like living in our separate rooms, but with a shared living room. And it was a summer camp experience. It was, we were playing, we were being silly, we were dressed up, you know, in black tie. So we looked like adults, but we were acting (laughs) like children. (laughs) And it was um, defining because the couple that was getting married uh, Peter and Patrick, they have been together for years and they, they won't be mad if I say this, but neither of them is a very emotional person mm-hmm. and, um, neither of them is very, uh, publicly affectionate. And so we were all like anticipating the kiss. We're yeah. Like, These guys, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've ever it's seen them kiss in public. <laughs> it's <laughs> exactly. like a business deal. <laughs> So even the parents, everybody was so excited for the kiss. Oh, my God. The (laughs) pressure. Oh, my God. You're doing it. And it was really, it was just such like a, it was an amazing wedding because. How was the kiss? We were all so excited. It was great. The kiss was great. They looked like they had done it for years. Yeah. I'm assuming they have. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really encourage you, Peter and Patrick, if you're listening, kiss publicly more often. The rest of us could use the example. And, and they're tall, so like it's just an example yes, the for example. the rest of us to have. You're like, hey Zach, <laughs> you see how that's how it's done? <laughs> exactly. Oh my God, you do not want to see Zach and I kiss. We're one foot <laughs> apart in height, so he has he has to like hunch his neck down significantly. So that poor guy looks like a gargoyle, <laughs> like stooping down to me, and then I am basically like neck at ninety degrees, looking up with my lips. Kind of stretched up, you know, little so what my lips can reach his, and his lip lower lip is stretched down. It's just, oh my God. I might as well turn around and just do the Spider Man kiss. That would look better oh than what God. we do. So maybe in twenty twenty three, honey, if you're listening, that's what I would like to be a defining moment. Oh Us God. learning how to beautifully publicly kiss. That is so fucking funny. Maybe you need a yeah. stool. Did I tell you about the time his his mom tried to buy me a stool no. for my birthday? No. How did she <laughs> fail at that one? Usually when one tries to buy a stool, one succeeds. She asked Zach and he was like, please don't buy her any gifts that emphasize her <laughs> shortcomings. She like buys you stilettos. She buys you stilts. 
Honestly, the stool would have been great. It's just I don't want to get a utilitarian gift. As long as they're not <laughs> unicorn stilettos. Am I right? No. <laughs> yeah. So friends keep having weddings. I'm here for it. Number six for me uh, is is technically a trip in a way and something that we definitely talked about on the show. Mythicon uh, at the end of October. That's on my list too. I I mean, I know that we unpacked this, but it, it was a huge first for us. I actually looked up recently as I was going through the year. I kind of went through the year like professionally and personally. And then obviously mm-hmm. there's so much crossover for me in, in yeah. both. But um. I first made a Mythicon document, a Mythicon Google Doc, in August of 2020. Wow. We were like pretty – that was a scary time. I'm really impressed that at that point of the pandemic, you were able to believe in a future. I was like, hey, listen, we've had to shoot the show with just Rhett and Link and I, uh, and maybe we're not shooting the show. And yeah, and everything might not be okay with the entire world. But you know what we should do is bring everyone together for a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Very odd to think about that. But I think we were saying that it was like 13 months in the making. And then, you know, pulling up that document, I was like, that was a lie. Uh, It was a longer (laughs) time. But uh, yeah, it was just the culmination of truly like just the work of the entire mythical crew coming together to make something so special. And I was saying to Paisley, who who uh, creatively led with me that uh, you see the thing that I wish is that like which is such a businessy thing to say. I wish we had more press uh, about Mythicon because <laughs> the press tends to write about things that are bad and they don't mm. want to write about mm. things that are good. So you have like the Tanacons, the Firefest, everything that like, you know, gets right. a shit ton of press and people talk about it for months and months and even years after it happens. Well, that's the drama. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that's exactly what we didn't want to have happen. And Mythicon was so great and amazing. And and yet, like, that's not I understand that doesn't make a good headline. Um, yeah. But like, I'm just I was just so freaking proud of the whole team and yeah. the community that we've, you know, grown together and just the vibes and Again, things that we've talked about on the show previously, but I, I would, I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, not hit that on my my top ten of this year. I will, I will go ahead and t- it was on my list too, so I'll talk about it. And you know, when else am I going to be able to throw pads and tampons out at a screaming That's crowd? Very true. That's it was very a defining true. moment. It was my first time doing a live anything oh listen for the play next year maybe you could suggest that (gasps) like can we throw tampons and pads out or the crowd instead of people throw like flowers tomatoes whatever throw pads tampons that would be amazing great (laughs) 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 yeah oh god mythicon was such a fucking awesome time for all of the reasons you listed, but that's your professional also. Like from from my perspective, coming into something that I, you know, again, a lot of a lot of these things that have been great for me have been things that I have had no concept of like what it will be like, and then I come and I'm like, oh, it's so much more <laughs> and it's better and it was that. fun. It was so freaking fun just to meet 
all all the people at Mythical and then to be with you and to be with Logan and you doing all of this stuff was really fun. Yeah. I mean, Logan, I felt I remember one of the one of the defining conversations at Mythicon was Logan was with Logan. It was like, Logan, I see them throwing like T-shirts out. Do you think do you think we could throw something else out? What do you think? And she was like, yeah, definitely. Like she was immediate about it. And I remember being like, oh, really? She's like, yeah. You want me to go get them? We can get them. And I was like, oh, my God. Yes. And then like two hours later, she shows up with a bag full of full of sanitary napkins. Yeah. And I just remember being like, man, it feels it's again, it's that team thing. It's like, Tam, you put a group of like enthusiastic, creative people together. Really, the sky is the limit. Yeah, yeah. With what can happen, right? I love that it didn't seem that we like when y'all were like, let's do that. I was like, you're like, okay, all right, I guess so. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure, we would. Uh, yeah, that's fine. This was, you know, the fact that it was conceived at a at a baby food eating contest <laughs> was maybe the weird part of it. <laughs> the context was, was important there. But yeah, I I I loved Mythicon and, and just like the, the live, the live and large crowd aspect of it. Yeah. So my number five, I kind of set this as like the the hard stuff of my year, um, you know, right smack in the middle. And yeah, I mean, the rankings are a little all over the place, but it was a, a hard start to the year for me because my grandmother passed away and mm, yeah, she was, ah! it's okay. You know, at this point, all my grandparents have passed away, but she was like, yeah. you know, my a wavering, crying voice uh, via microphone does not sound good. <laughs> she was the one you were closest to. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, I really. I mean, I grew up like three minutes away from her. Mm -hmm. She was, you know, the second mom to me. Sorry. No. She uh, was such a a funny person in my life because she was so old school and strict and like hardcore but like <laughs> had the best sense of humor and like I just have so many great memories with her and you know and she she lived a long life but uh it's just one of those things that you know it's everyone has to die <laughs> like yeah. it, it always it yeah. comes mm -hmm. for us all mm -hmm. um but uh but it was certainly uh very difficult for me mm -hmm. um and then the other thing that happened this year honestly at the same time the timing the timing was not great uh was <laughs> um Cassie had major spinal surgery in yeah. February as well and had three of her discs replaced and so that was another moment for me in my life where I was like holy shit this person means the world to me Mm. Um, my God, I can't get past it. You don't need to get past it. <laughs> yeah. So that was a, another moment of this year that was like a just nice reminder about, um, how short life is and how, mm -hmm. um, you know, important people are in my life. Yeah. So yeah, those were my two, my two hard stuff moments of this year. Yeah. Well, you uh, are putting me in the mood <laughs> to talk about my hard stuff because I'm feeling it in my chest. Um, yeah, the death thing really fucking sucks. Like you said, it's inevitable. We know it's coming, but goddamn, every time it comes, it like it feels like 
I didn't think it was going to happen to me. Yeah. Like, I didn't think I was going to have, my family was going to have to experience that. <laughs> it feels unfair and like just comes, the, the timing is never right. Um, one of, um, it's something that we're going through right now, but one of our family members is, has been given like two weeks. Oh my God. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. We're really kicking things off at number five. Oh. <laughs> God, I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank you. And this person has been sick for for a few years now and um, has gotten close to like, you know, passing, mm-hmm. but then something happens. And I think this is the time when it's like, you know, hospice care and everything. Yeah. Um, they've been like, okay, he, he's really got weeks. It's not months left. Um, and something that I've um, come to like realize is how important it is to at least for me to be with people and to have people come together Mm -hmm. at moments like this like god you know you really want people to be together always not just when somebody is dying but with this person in particular as soon as people found out what was happening they stopped what they were doing they got on a plane and they came to this person. This person lives, you know, close to close to where I live, so I'm able to come and go. But like people have come from other countries around the world mm. to be with them and to do, you know, to be with each other really, mm-hmm. to go through this like kind of mourning process almost mm-hmm. ahead of time. And it makes me so thankful for it makes me so thankful for my family. Mm-hmm. And for their just ability to show up mm-hmm. for each other and to re- be like a reliable source of um, just physical presence, you know? Support, It's yeah. just insane. And um, it has made me think about ways that I have responded to other people. You know, when p- people in the past have, have died or been really sick, it's made me think about how I showed up for those people or those friends. And in some cases, I've gotten really sad and thought, my God, that person must have felt so alone. Mm. Um, death is such an uncomfortable thing. Like mm-hmm. we don't, I mean, like I've, I've had friends, unfortunately, whose parents have passed away. And in some cases, I've been able to be there with them. But oh my God, like, sorry, I'm not, I'm not making a lot of sense, but all no, no, I think you're making think about sense. It's making me think about, part of it's making me think about, like, the inevitability of us dealing with this with our own parents. Yeah, it's interesting as you, I think especially at our age, yeah, is when those thoughts first become, like, first pop up and you're like, you know, you're thinking about, um, you know, in in 10 years from now, like, Am I, uh, yeah, what, what is the situation going to be like? Do I need to, do I need to move closer? So I, I don't think yeah. my mom's listening. I don't mean 10 years, mom. <laughs> maybe, maybe 20. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think that's fair. I also think your point about death being, bringing people closer together, you know, every, every funeral of someone in, in my family who's passed away has felt like such an odd time because you're mourning the loss of someone that you love but you're so happy to be surrounded by the people that you love most in the world that are yeah alive it's, right. and it's like this weird 
it's this weird, you know, dual reality that happens. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say the first time I went to like a Christian, like a Baptist funeral, I was very confused actually because it's more about like we're celebrating life, and yeah. I'm like, what? And that's and and a, and a Jewish funeral is not like that. It's like, okay, we're mourning, we're mourning the loss yeah. of this person, and like, mm-hmm. yes, we're respecting the life that they lived, but like, we're not singing songs and we're not dancing about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then, like on the other side of it, it's like, but we are, yeah, we are happy to be here as a family and friends in this moment yeah reminding each other of like why we love this person so much how they brought us together um and yeah emphasizing that like whenever we can spend time together it's so important to do it yeah do it yeah it has clarified to me so much about investing the time in family and friends, the people that feel like family to me, whether that's, you know, a blood relative or not. It's just like, that's not something you put off. You can't. Yeah. It's like the thing that's what I want to invest my money in is being, is being with the people that I love because that's, I don't know, that's the fuel for life for me. Um, And I don't want to ever be in the situation where somebody, (laughs) you know, where I feel like I didn't get the time. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm ready to hear um, something exciting that happened for you this year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, now now everything else uh, feels uh, pales in comparison, but that's not what it's about. It's not a comparison. That's not what it's about. Nope. Number four for me is a, a dual thing. One of the things that we touched on at the top of the show, but just like uh, Good Mythical Morning in general. In January, we celebrated our 10-year anniversary of the show. Wow. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks ago, we won show of the year at the Streamies. And boy, have I put a large chunk of my fucking life into making <laughs> that show a reality. Ten years is a long time. And, and you a know. A decade. Yeah. I feel like when you can start like, putting years into like a grab all word yeah it's a lot (laughs) yeah yeah it just feels like I'm beyond grateful to be a part of the team I'm beyond grateful to have the support we've had I think that Mm -hmm. um you know had we not won the streamy it still would have been my number four you know 10 year anniversary spot I think the thing about winning the streamy is that you know, I think it really in an odd way and it's so silly but in an odd way it was like telling everyone in that room and everyone watching that like Mm. we've been here for 10 years and we're still here and you still are picking us and you're choosing us to watch every day and it means a lot and uh i think that you know again to the mythcon point the amount of crew that have dedicated themselves to making people laugh and smile in the morning Mm -hmm. it's hard it's hard fucking work a lot of work goes into that um and then uh to have the recognition on the other side Mm -hmm. of it is just extremely validating oh my gosh yeah so yeah no you guys have you guys have changed people's lives because of because this show your show has changed people's lives Period, mm-hmm. and that t- that's not easy. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, I mean, coming off of our number five, I think that the reality is that everybody has moments like that in their their year. I'm, I think every single person listening right now, when we were talking about, um, you know, people who are important to us passing, you know, everyone has that every every year mm-hmm. to a great extent. So I think that, um, you know, we make Good Mythical Morning so that you do have that thing in the morning that you can wake up to and count on every day to make you smile, mm-hmm. you know, except for those episodes where we're just listing the people closest to us that have died. Um, <laughs> don't recommend watching those. So, yeah, it feels good to to go back to that um, that uh, happy moment of every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The next one I'm going to talk about has to do with um, two projects that I worked on this year. And I'm noticing something, and this maybe this is related to like the self-consciousness that I talked about because I felt like I was talking a lot about work. Mm-hmm. But if I made this list maybe five years ago when I was uh, doing something different, I don't think my top 10 moments would have necessarily been so work-focused. Yeah. My work and my personal and and my and my like individuality, all of that is intersecting so yeah. much more significantly. Even when I thought five years ago, a few years ago, that my work was my identity, it was a big reflection mm. of it. It has it has like transcended that. So I think that that might be why work shows up so much more right now. But two Very projects that were really um significant for me, one of them was uh, the short film I did in LA before mm-hmm. Don. The subject matter was was personal, but it was the first time that I was working with um, an Iranian director, a female director. It was an all female cat. Almost no, there's some there's some dudes. There's it, some it was, men, <laughs> <laughs> but it was so uh, magical, and it it was a role that I felt like totally clicked into it was a subject matter I felt clicked into it was um also just among the first experiences I've had doing something Mm -hmm. doing making a film and so it was significant for that reason and and that film is like it's like a contender for a Oscar nomination now what which is like crazy yes we just found out that like my god if you're an oscar voter you can vote for it to be one of the nominated films like the signal awards (laughs) (laughs) hey signal awards about are about real life (laughs) the oscars are not about true true uh vote for best friends back all right at the signal awards please that's right (laughs) It's another example to me, though, uh, with any of these projects, it's like when it's it's a pleasure and an honor to work with people who are trying to make the best fucking thing of an idea. Yeah. Like, oh, high quality, high standards are my kink. I just <laughs> love it. I love it when people care a lot about whatever it is that they create. Yeah. Absolutely. It's infectious and makes me want to do something better and makes me want to dig deeper. And then the other project was the was the horror film. And that was an example of me working for the first time on something for a few weeks mm-hmm. with a group. So I felt like I made friends with people. And I just I loved like the special effects stuff of it. I loved seeing somebody like create something unbelievable something that i have been repulsed by on me 
Like, yeah, that was such a and cool getting that behind the thing. scenes like yeah. view of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that really helped me appreciate um, a genre that has been really scary to me, <laughs> more interesting to me. Yeah, and all of these things have been for me important reminders because that I'm doing the thing that I want to do. Like I want to do more of yeah. it. I don't want to do less of it. So. As I am new in this journey, I'm like, keep going, not find another thing. I love that. Um, okay, we're in the top three. Um, my third spot is a different kind of anniversary, not the GMM 10-year t- anniversary, but my anniversary with Cassie, our 11th year anniversary wow. um, that we celebrated in August of this year. Congratulations. Thanks. And and we go to Big Sur every year because it's one of our our favorite places to go and be in nature but I thought 11 years is a long ass time um and it's also yeah. my favorite number which uh sounds <laughs> dumb I didn't know that yeah it was my soccer it was my soccer number number 11 I like an odd number yeah yeah uh so you know obviously back to our point about spending time with someone that you want to be with she's my favorite person in the whole mm. world so 11 years you know, it's just the beginning of our relationship. Can you believe that? In like 33 years, three times your anniversary, you're going to be like, we were such babies. Yeah. We were such babies at 11 years where I feel like in this moment, you don't feel like babies, do you? No. You don't feel like in the infancy of your relationship? No. I feel old even though I'm very young, <laughs> very cute. Just so adorable. So, um... You know, even though we go every year up there, I think it it kind of encapsulates the feeling of our relationship. 11 years, baby! Hey! Yeah! Okay, my next one is going to be Thanksgiving this year. It was my favorite Thanksgiving. Mm. And I'm sorry, if you listen to us talk about Thanksgiving and you're like, bitch, you talked about this already. I'm sorry. It's a defining moment for me. I'm going to talk about it again. I loved Thanksgiving this year. Hey, saying it's your favorite Thanksgiving uh, of of a 34-year run of Thanksgivings, that's That's such a good point. Yeah, that's pretty damn special. Yeah. And there were moments of frustration, not going to lie. I definitely (laughs) had them. But it was still my favorite one because of the effort. People made a lot of effort to make it fun and memorable. Uh, Or memorable is not the right word because that wasn't the intention. It was like to make it active like we were actively looking for ways to do things with each other and not Mm. just occupy the same house Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean i told you about playing wiffle ball i was just like really into the wiffle ball it's it's (laughs) somebody has said something somebody said one of the i can't remember somebody in her family was like we have no traditions Mm. and i was really offended i'm like yeah our tradition is we always do thanksgiving together yeah, my dad. My dad was uh, a, an international student. Like he was like 19 years old when he came to the U.S. And he uh, he said that every year uh, the campus would would clear out, and the only kids left on campus were the international mm-hmm. kids. They had nowhere to go. It was like they didn't have families, and it was so sad. Yeah, it's so sad. So every year he always asks um, his students, his international students, to come to our family Thanksgiving. That's so nice. 
so that they're not alone. And I love that tradition. I'm like, that's so as much as we want to just be us a lot of the time. As much as we don't want you to be here, it's a really (laughs) nice gesture. (laughs) (laughs) There's always this like, oh, but it could just be us. And then when, when it's all of us, we're like, this is amazing. This is how it should be. Yeah. So that was amazing. Meeting my brother's girlfriend's family they came for a night oh you didn't tell us about that i didn't yeah my brother's been dating a wonderful girl for a few years and we've all spent so much time together but we just never had a chance to meet each other's fam for the for the parents to to get together Mm. and to meet all the kids and we got to meet her sister and it was so fun and they're just a fantastic family who's so tight with each other and I I appreciate a close family. I love I love I love watching families with each other I when they like each families. other. I do. Damn, that's a big ass invite list. I didn't realize that the wiffle oh ball gosh. teams were so large. Girl, if anybody ever needs an invite to Thanksgiving, every year the home of our family's door has been wide <laughs> open. Well, coming in at number two for me was BFBA. Uh, oh, yeah. I think, you know, we, we've talked a lot about the show. I think for me, you know, I learned a lot about myself mm. working working with you in a lot of ways because there are moments where, you know, we have an awesome group of crew members. We have like 125 mythical crew members. Wow. And not that I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. I I... When I have an idea, it usually gets made, you know, like I'm at. I'm, yeah, I'm, because everybody's you're the boss lady. I'm, I'm the boss lady. <laughs> and I, I enjoy um, that freedom of feeling like, OK, this is the idea that I like or that I came up with that I want to do. And mm. I'm recognizing over the years that, hey, that's not that's actually not the best <laughs> way to go about things but I think that like the dynamic of hosting a show with you and us being I mean truly like even like the would you rather episode that we did we almost answered the opposite things every single time I think that Mm. we've learned a lot about each other during this process that like we can be very good friends we can host this show together but we can have differing opinions about things or be completely different people in a lot of ways and it still works And so mm-hmm. I think, like, especially at the beginning, there was a challenge for me where we had different opinions about what we wanted to talk about or what we wanted to cover or things like that. Yeah. And um, having to work through, like, that partnership that I think got mm-hmm. a lot easier over time as we worked together. Um, yeah. And also just honoring the fact that, like, because we are different people, because we have different opinions, that's what makes a lot of this work is that we represent kind of not two different camps. Like we're not, you know, yeah. opposing each other. Um, but, you know, even different the list, perspectives, different perspectives yeah. and even the list today, you know, we just come at things from from different different mm-hmm. ways. So I think that was a a big thing for me and something that I'm working on holistically you know, transparently at at Mythical is trying to give even more ownership to the amazing creative heads that we have here that Mm. have been with us for a long time and who um, make this brand and the properties that we make what it is. Um, I think for a long time, 
a lot of creative was concentrated at the top with me and and Rhett mm-hmm. and Link, and we like to touch everything we can touch. And I just think that this project for me has been, you know, I, I've been able to work through some of that. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I think we've touched on the difference between BFBA in comparison to the other work that I do is that it's it's more it's more about me it's more about us mm-hmm. it's less about mythical it's less about what's the funniest thing that's going to make someone laugh what's the thing that people are going to click on for fuck's sake oh my god um <laughs> you know uh so it's been nice to kind of live in this world and so i think i take a lot out of this experience from the professional side of things, I th- take a lot out of it from the personal side of things, yeah. mm-hmm. um, just in terms of like my own development as a human being. But then mm-hmm. I think it's just taught me a lot about relationships. And yeah, mm-hmm. so it's 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 been a, a wonderful experience. And that's why it's coming in at the top of my list. I, well, okay. I didn't mean okay, to dig take, you. I, sorry, okay. sorry. That that's was a dig. No, <laughs> no. Opposing perspectives. <laughs> I mean, different perspectives. I was just inspired a lot earlier to say it. <laughs> no, I, lo- I love so much of, only some of what you, no, I love so much of what you said. I love some of what you said. <laughs> it is very, it is a very unique experience to work professionally with a friend yeah yeah right it's like because you're you're navigating different boundaries and and for us it's a friend that we you know you're reconnecting with and something um that I'll add to 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 the BFBA experience that I have felt is I feel like this is just for me a reminder that you really can reconnect with people from your past yeah there's like there's a reason why you especially when you were close there's a reason uh you were close and i, I told you this but like mythicon was for me also mm-hmm. defining because um yes we've had this podcast and have had a lot of fun talking but the being in person and experiencing something new with you was defining and that i was like ah that amazing friendship feels yeah ugh, it feels so much more awesome. Yeah. Because we're doing, we're in person experiencing this thing together. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so like, I encourage anybody that has somebody on their mind, you know, from, Start a from podcast. your past, <laughs> reach out. <laughs> yeah. Listen, there's only 4 million of them. So uh, go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So my next one, again, this is not in any order, but my next one I think is going to be um, my New York experience. I, like you, love New York. I've never lived there. Mm -hmm. I've only ever visited. But this year when I went, it was the very beginning of June. The weather was perfect. It was a time in the pandemic where people were feeling way more comfortable being around each other. But there was still some like little bit of trepidation. They're like, is this something that we need to worry about? So it was sexy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Are we being bad? (laughs) And they, it's the, the week started with a really amazing like dinner with friends. They were celebrating um, their marriage. And it ended with <laughs> it ended with Tribeca. And I felt like New York, that whole week for me was this 
um, experience of being with other creatives, mm-hmm. being with people who were uh, there to see other people's work. They were, you were like, I just had so much energy, a creative energy that came out of mm-hmm. my New York trip. And it, I'm like, is that something that exists all the time? Should we be in New York all the time? Or is this too much? I don't know, but it was amazing. And like, I want more of it. <laughs> I want to be around, I want to be around people that take chances that are like vulnerable enough to show something that they've dedicated their life to. Yeah. Uh, it's infectious. And, and it's really infectious. Yeah. And so that was the kind of energy that I I found defining um, of this last year that I definitely want to like recreate or put myself in again. Yeah. This coming year. Man, you're gonna have so much fun doing that theater, uh, that, that plague. Oh, you're gonna have so much fun. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Um, okay. And then coming in at number one for me, I, I really tried to think of this is not the sexiest uh thing, but I just tried to think of like what made me the happiest um this whole year. Mm-hmm. And and so it's not like a singular event. Um and it's it's twofold, but I wanna say that the part of it, the first part of it, I have you to thank for because one of the things that we started doing this year, um, Cassie and I, is cooking together oh. using the the meal service that uh, you recommended. <laughs> but it's become like a nice activity that we look forward to, you know, four times oh, a week where we... I love it. Oh, so yeah. you're on the four, four times a week schedule. <laughs> We're on the three. Which I think we need to re-up it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's been this nice like moment for us to connect every day, you know, turn on some music, pour a glass of yeah. wine yeah. Um, and uh, and take what is, by the way, not fucking 30 minutes uh, <laughs> of time. It's around 40. Yeah. To, yeah. Um, <laughs> to cook together and like to experience an activity together and, and an end result um, that is uh, in this this particular um, service always a very surprising um, and, <laughs> and interesting. And it's just been so nice. It's just been like a nice centering thing. And then at the end, you have this like healthy, nutritious, delicious yeah. meal. So um, amazing it really is so so i have to i have to thank you for for that because i think prior to that i was like i don't know about a a meal service in which you have to do work (laughs) yeah (laughs) right i feel like you can take a little bit more pride uh in what yeah you're still making it you create it you're making it exactly somebody uh, else just did the grocery shopping and the and the selection for you yeah um, so that's been really nice and and um, just a, a a moment to have with with Cassie. And then the other thing is that, which is I such an LA thing to say, but um, hikes with Cassie and Ringo mm-hmm. because our neighborhood. That's the my favorite thing about our neighborhood is the trails around our neighborhood and um, just how much happiness it brings me to be able to like get out in like that little bit of nature and you know and, and yeah. Ringo gets to go off leash. Don't tell anybody. Um, and, and he's like, has the best time hiking. And so it's just, it's not like this, like huge thing necessarily. I can do it, you know, when, when we want on a regular, um, weekly basis, but like, it's, yeah, it's my happy place. Um, so, um, those were the two like consistently happy, uh, times of, of 2022. And even though they're not necessarily exciting or like you know singular i just 
you know, happy this is is number one for me. Honestly, good for you. That's so like I I am with you. It's those little it's those everyday moments that like you're right. Like cuz I didn't put an everyday moment on my list, but you're I love this perspective of putting happiness as the defining like feeling. Yeah. Yeah, defining feeling of 2022. And that comes from yeah, hopefully time with your family, your partner. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. Okay. So I think the number one defining moment of this year has been what is happening in Iran. So the, at this point, revolution that's happening in Iran, where like on day, by the time you listen to this, 70 some, Mm. 80 some, we're three, three to four months into the Iranian people basically trying to overthrow the the existing regime. And it's defining in that this has been 43 years in the making. It's 43 years in the making. Um, it has been something that has been led by women and that has been sustained by women. Mm-hmm. It has completely like, it has spread like wildfire across the world, not only with like, with the, with, with people supporting Iranian women um, and and people, but it has impacted women in other countries who are fighting for mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it has been a defining moment because of just the gravity of what it means for the country, but also because I think of what it has done for people in the diaspora. So for people outside of Iran, it has been such like a it has been something that has brought so many of us together and has brought like a lot of pride mm-hmm. to the the culture. And something I had talked about with you maybe in season one was how like, you know how I said like I didn't introduce myself as Persian on purpose. I said I was Iranian because I was like people need to know that Iranian looks like this. But you it's not but that you the, didn't used to do that but at a certain time you decided yeah, to do exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Growing uh, yeah, when I was young I was like nervous about it but then I was like no, I'm Iranian. Yeah. And I think this um this revolution and what's been going on has helped the world see in f- that in fact like being Iranian looks like all the women you see in the streets, yeah. all the people that you see doing things and it has like if nothing else, it has it has helped prove the point mm-hmm. that the people are different from the government. Yeah. And that has been so critical. And I think it's a really interesting thing to think about when we talk about any country in the world where we think crazy things are hap- mm-hmm. happening. It's like, what are we, what is the government and what, is, what are the people and how do we support the mm-hmm. people? And so, yeah, that's been really, that's been really defining because psychologically there has been like... <laughs> It, it has been intense for people, but also we're in a, I feel like we're in a, t- I'm in a, in a place where I'm like, I expect results for anything mm-hmm. kind of quickly. Like d- it didn't happen. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Like these things take years, not months. And so I think this is an experience that is also testing or, or reminding at least me of the importance of like persistence mm-hmm. and longevity, like a movement will take a couple of years, mm-hmm. it won't take a couple of months. And so um, figuring out how to stay active. Mm-hmm. Um, I found people that I've like done media social media campaigns with, of, like finding ways for people to stay engaged. That has been really, really incredible. And then I will say 
I think part personally defining for me has been when we talked about it mm-hmm. on this show. Um, that's an example of like the most yeah, talking about the most personal topic in the most public forum yeah. that I have access to. Um, and doing that with you felt um, really, really nice. It felt so nice to be able to like feel the support um, to do that from from you, from Logan, from Mythical, um, and then see it from the people that aren't Iranian that listen, yeah, that wanted to know how they could help. Like that's because that's what you need in these movements, right? You you need allies. You don't just need the suffering to listen and do something. Yeah, but it was also extremely brave of you to put yourself out there in that particular way. Um, I think given the the danger involved in speaking up for what's right or what you believe in in that particular um in this particular culture of um of revolution. So yeah, um, you know, even deciding to put yourself out there in that way. Um and then yeah, educating the listeners of, of this podcast um, which we're fortunate to have a few of. Um, and uh, <laughs> no, I think, and that just, you know, makes your impact that more. Um, yeah, that more and larger. and it works, guys. Like the social media stuff, like that that showing up on social media is almost, for many of us, is it is, it is the only way we can support some of these things from afar. Yeah. It's been the reason that some people have been let out of jail. It has been the reason why the Iran has, uh, you know, a human rights council, like a special committee looking into human rights issues in the country. It's going to be the reason why so much happens. But at the same time, like people are still being killed. I mean, somebody was just executed the other day. 1,200 students were poisoned at their university Mm. because they were found, like they knew that the students were going to protest. So they poisoned them through their lunch food, right? So like, it's still going on. Our voice still makes a difference. Um, And I think my lesson learned from, from this moment was that the risk that I take from a safe place in the world is my privilege. Yeah, that is my superpower as a um, American citizen. Yeah, is that I have the power, I have the ability to say the hard, the harder thing, mm-hmm. to push, because I can. My livelihood isn't going to be impacted. So mm-hmm. to think about when I can do that more for people who don't have that has has come into like very clear focus for me this year. I love that. That's good number yeah. one. Um, all right. It's the moment Ooh. that you've all been waiting for. <laughs> How many weeks ago was it? So, a bunch of weeks ago. At I, least I, five, yeah. I feel. I, I, I introduced um, that there is a neighbor close by to me, an older woman, I believe, who, who parks her car on the street and there uh, is a mysterious bag on the car. Sometimes the car's not there. The mysterious bag is on the curb. Recently, there's two bags um, on the car. And I, I knew we needed an answer to this. And we had tasked Cassie with being the brave one <laughs> to possibly knock yes. on her door. Um, well, it turns oh. out that Cassie met our neighbor at a city council meeting 
the other what? week. I love that Cassie goes to the city council yes. meeting. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> she knew what she looked like. Cassie is, by the way, like the mayor of our neighborhood. She she does right. know most neighbors. She just like okay. this particular neighbor she did not have a relationship with, didn't know her okay. name, but knew like what she looked like. And um and she was there, you know, with a bunch of our other neighbors chatting about not city related council things. And um and so she saw the neighbor with the Prius. And she knew what she had to do. Um, yeah. It was still very brave. It was still very brave. It is brave. so brave. I mean, yes. she really put herself out there. But she approached the neighbor and and did her <laughs> small talk. And then she was like, I have just the weirdest question for oh, you. This is perfect. She's like, my partner and I walk by your car nearly every day and... We, we we there's been an ongoing conversation I said did you mention that there was a podcast about this and she was like no I didn't want to enter I didn't yeah, want right. to mention the it. podcast yeah. into the situation yeah she's like we have a debate about like what these bags are what they're for and um the woman was like actually flattered by by uh our our debate oh. um and and that we were <laughs> uh she was a topic of discussion yeah I will say the answer is not like as um, glorious as it sure. as it could be, mm-hmm. but Cassie had s- conjectured right before we recorded our or right after we recorded our last episode that the bags were placed in like covering two of the um, places in which like leaves and stuff could oh. get in through the windshield. And she was like, I think that might be it. So she offered like my latest guess because the woman was like, well, what were the what were the yeah, yeah. what were the guesses? (laughs) She was very interested to see what we thought. And so Cassie proposed that the bags were blocking leaves and acorns from getting in under her Mm. the hood of her car. And she was like, that's exactly it. (gasps) She said, I my previous car completely broke i don't know i don't know if that's the word she used because too much stuff got oh. into the under the hood including squirrels and rats that oh. got into her hood and chewed on her um oh my stuff gosh, on the wires on the on the yeah you know i know cars whatever is inside that car yeah yeah and um and killed her car. And so ever since then, she's been like hyper conscious of blocking those holes where stuff can get into the car, including rodents. Oh, my goodness. So this is a completely self-serving move. She wasn't leaving food out for like a homeless person. No. <laughs> and she said to Cassie, she was like, well, my next question is, since you guessed what the bags were for, do you have guesses as to what's in the bags. <laughs> and I don't think Cassie wanted to offer our yeah. best guess because yeah. that seems right. like rude. And the woman was like, it's dog shit. Oh! <laughs> what? <laughs> she puts bags of dog shit into <sighs> these other two bags. Why? I don't know. I don't think that there's like, I don't think it makes sense. Maybe it deters animals. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe dog shit. That's the turns only reason rats. I can think of. I would think dog uh, rats would love dog shit, but maybe, maybe not. 
And so oh she like gosh. replaces this uh like dog poop, oh. I guess, on a on a regular what? basis. And oh then Oh my god. Yeah. That's there's is there some, no issue with smell she must not the, must There's not a lot of issues a... here. There's a yeah. lot of issues here. <laughs> Just because we solve the mystery does not mean that there's not there a lot no of issues involved. <laughs> well, I wanna say good on Cassie. I know. For helping us resolve this, I know season long mystery. Can you imagine yeah. if we had like walked up that long, those long steps to the front door and asked this woman like given what her, these bags given her are? The bags. And she's just she would have like, been pissed. Yeah, she's like, put them back in yeah, the hole. Those are dog shit dog bags. Shit. Um, yeah. Wow. So, um, mystery solved. Uh, do not wow. take this advice if you don't want rats getting into your hood. Even though she said she was very, well, um, we can't, we can't. She was very proud of it. it. We can't yeah. recommend it, but she uh, she stood up for it, and uh, okay, and um, so now I think Cassie has like a a new friend in the um, in the neighborhood. Cassie's going nice. to start leaving Ringo's shit bags on her hood too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, uh, friends, I uh, must say, bags. speaking <laughs> of shit bags, uh, and not to end on a sad note, but we we did want to let you know. Uh, that this episode is the series finale of Best Friends Back All Right. I feel like we should be playing Vitamin C's graduation song. Yeah. This is like a very appropriate moment. Yeah. I thought you were going to say violins. Violins also. <laughs> a small would work. violin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, guys, we've decided that we can be friends again. So we don't need. <laughs> <laughs> We yeah. don't need Logan to handhold us. So we don't need friendship. Logan. <laughs> That's what it's all about. No, and, and and honestly, it's not the end for um for for y'all enjoying entertainment by us. Hey, go to DC and see the play that Nikki's yes. gonna be yes. in next year. Um, uh, for for me, that that means uh, as uh, some longtime fans know. Um, when one thing ends, another thing begins. So 2023, um, I think it's going to be an exciting year for for more content at Mythical. And um, let's end this thing on a high note. You know, it's been yeah. it's been a good run. It's been fun. It has been an amazing run. It's been so fun. And let's talk again in seven years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to Best Friends Back. All right. You can catch old episodes every single day of the week so make sure you follow so you don't miss an old episode yeah and if you're enjoying the podcast you know what still leave us a review i would love to know what worked (laughs) for seven years from now even though there's nothing i can do exactly i still this is a great write me a letter write me a letter in the reviews guys oh good okay cool (laughs) you can follow at mythical pods on tiktok for clips to share with family and friends and you can follow me everywhere at negin and stevie everywhere at stevie w levine and hey this part still stands you can hear me every monday through friday on good mythical morning with rhett and link at youtube.com slash good mythical morning i'll see you there